your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Eveline Welton, who is a speech and drama teacher, found out at the age of 37 she was autistic. She's written a book about her experience and is also founder of Awesome Training and Confident Kids. And she's on the line right now. Good morning, Eveline. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good, thanks. And you? Good. So what prompted you to look into things which led to an autism diagnosis at 37 years old? I know, people always ask me that, and the simplest answer is the 37 years that went before it. (laughs) (laughs) Best answer of the morning. (laughs) So it's a tough one to kind of summarise, but um, yeah, I suppose for me it was um, around the time my my little girl was one. Um, Now I know that um, myself and a lot of other autistic people mask, as in like, kind of hide our discomfort, pretend a lot. Um, you know, I suppose it's, it's, we feel unaccepted the way we are, you know, which, which we, is the case, I suppose, in the world, unfortunately. And we have to mask our true selves. Um, so around the time, you know, of becoming a new mom, it was becoming very stressful for me to kind of play this new role and have to be perfect and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and I suppose well, I had been watching... Let me try another yeah. question then. Just explain insofar as you can what it is for you, if you see what I mean, before we get to the fact that it was diagnosed as autism. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. So, I mean, and obviously, you know, my, my understanding and knowledge has grown massively in the past seven years as well. So, it's, it, I mean, the way I would define it now is, is basically being very sensitive. So, I mean, we know, like, autistic people are sensitive to lights and sounds and, and all that kind of stuff, but we're also very sensitive to the wor- everything in the world around us, including other people, other people's feelings, all of that. Um, so, I mean, if you really... that. If, there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of ideas around what autism is, but at the very core of it is really a very sensitive person. And you found then when you had that layer on top of that of becoming a, a mum, it, it was time to reach out and, and ask and look for help? Or? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's it. I mean, I suppose I've been working with kids myself a lot, you know, for 20 years. So I, I would have had kids who were autistic, kids who with all sorts of, you know, different diagnoses and things. So, you know, I've, I had thought about it before. I've always been very sensitive to foods, um, like a very limited diet, things like that. But I mean, that's, that's again, that's just like a very small part of what it is to be autistic. Um, a lot of it would be the way we communicate very directly, um, very much about making connection with people, you know, um, like a lot of people like to chit-chat or kind of have superficial conversations. For me, I'd be much more interested in kind of getting to know the person, making that connection on a deeper level, and that's kind of how I communicate. People can misinterpret that then as kind of being... I don't know, you know, intrusive or overstepping the mark or things like that or oversharing. That that Irish thing of, you know, when you ask someone, are they fine? You just want to hear them go, yeah, I'm fine. We don't want to get any more detail, do we? That is, you know, and it's like, well, that's that's not, no wonder we're all having mental health problems. We're not actually asking who people really are and talking Mm. to each other, you know? So, I mean, we're kind of creating these problems in our society, I think. So, um, you know, we need to have more connection and we need to, I suppose, open up about different styles of communication as well. And and Evelyn, who did you talk to then that set you on the path to understanding, right, this is autism? Oh, God, loads of people. (laughs) Like, because I did a lot of research. I I read everything probably, um, did a lot of research online. And I thought I was reading stuff that was very outdated, didn't feel like it was for me. And then I came across, um, like, autistic women and other stories from women who'd been diagnosed in adulthood and, and all of that. So... 
that's where I saw myself, I suppose, a lot of similarities, um, you know, and then I went to um, a psychologist who does, you know, you know, one-to-one and, and got a confirmation, I suppose, of it, you know. Right. Um, and, and, and what then was the plan? First of all, how did you feel about the fact that you had a name on it? And, and then mm. how to carry on, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I was like... Um, kind of excited about it, I suppose. <laughs> it was like a huge relief. First of all, I suppose I had a word, I had, like you said, a name for the way I was. But, um, I mean, since then, I now know that actually what I thought and what a lot of professionals think is autism is actually like trauma, it's PTSD, it's anxiety, a whole range of stuff kind of thrown in under this umbrella term of autism. Um, you know, so um, for me, I was just, Totally, it just made sense, and I just got really passionate about learning more and more. And I, you know, went to every conference that was on. I was reading books, I was following people on social media, the whole lot. Anything I could do, did a course, and you see anything I could do just to kind of get more information. And I just found that, like, actually, the information was just kind of the same. It was just kind of repackaged in different, you know, in different places, but it was very, very basic and very negative. And um, then I came across other autistic people, a lot of, there's a whole community of autistic people online, basically educating the world. If <laughs> we're here, if people want to know, you know, um, about what it really is to be autistic. And I was found that, well, people need to hear this viewpoint because there's a huge gap between what people assume it is to be autistic and what, people, what the reality of being autistic right. is. And what for you is the biggest gap in that understanding? Oh, whew, that's um, I, I, there's just so much misinformation. It's like I think probably the most harmful gap is is the idea that autistic people can't um, represent ourselves. We can't advocate for ourselves. That we don't understand other people. I mean, I think that's very damaging. There's this idea that that was put out there a few decades ago that autistic people lack empathy. Absolute utter nonsense. Um, but if people are still dealing with that. If, uh, you know, people are training other professionals about, like, I had, I had an SNA at a course last week, you know, who'd been to a recent course, and they, that was part of the topic that autistic kids lack, lack of empathy. And I'm just like horrified because I think if you take emotion and, and, and empathy away from a human being, you're basically dehumanizing them. Um, you know, you're kind of giving them people permission to treat them anyway because, I'm sure, they won't feel anything anyway. You know, mm. there's that kind of an idea. Yes. And there's, you know, and there's a whole history of abuse and current, you know, around autistic therapies and all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. Uh, we're trying to Evelyn Welton. Um, how did your family and friends respond then? Um, uh, yeah, mixed responses. And like, I didn't tell everybody for a while. I suppose I kind of took my time um, to kind of sit with it myself. I did start organizing events straight away, though, to kind of spread the positivity about neurodiversity and being autistic and being different. But, um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I, 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 you know, I got mixed responses. Some people were like, oh, don't, don't label yourself. But that, I mean, when people say that, that means they see it as a bad thing. You know, I mean, when you dig deep into what they're saying, they think it's a bad thing. You know, what's wrong with having a label? My name's Eveline. That's a label. No one's saying don't use that label. So unless you think, you know, so there was that kind of response. And then there was just like, oh, yeah, so that kind of explains it. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, kind of mixed response. And and a lot of things have emerged from it, haven't they? You've written a book. Yeah. About it. (laughs) And then you are the founder of Awesome Training, and that's spelled A-U-S-O-M-E. And confident kids. That's kids with a Z. That's it. Yeah. And kids and confident with a K. Just to mix things up. And confident with a K, yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, I suppose I had been, uh, you know, teaching speech and drama for a long time. The first thing I, literally, first thing I did when I found out I was autistic was like, well, I'm going to write a program for kids that were like me who maybe had differences in communication and needed that kind of, um, those things broken down or explained to us, you know, just as people who aren't autistic should be learning about our communication, you know, but I suppose that's not happening yet, unfortunately. That's part of the work I do. But we set up classes um, where kids came and, um, you know, kind of got to know kids who were like themselves. And um, we've brought that program online now as well. So, you know, obviously with COVID, we kind of were forced to, but actually it's working really well with kids from Australia, from the States. Um, joining us online and the idea is they you know they get support they get to vent they get to talk about what it feels like because unfortunately a lot of kids are, are left out or excluded not at the birthday parties not part of the gang in school you know um so we support them around that um teach them how to self-advocate and then also send their parents weekly videos kind of educating them on how to understand their child's communication mm-hmm. better and all, and all of that yeah, yeah, and then often training. Um, so, so, so uh, just to be clear, the latest book is standing up for myself and is geared towards uh, people from nine to fifteen or thereabouts. Is that right? Yeah, because I mean that, that's what's missing. Like, I mean, a lot of things that are there for therapies and courses and books for autistic kids is about teaching them to respect other people and to learn about how other people communicate and to do what other people want them to do, which isn't good. That's why most of us end up, you know, masking and you know, kind of performing for other people, people pleasing. Um, so. This book um, is about teaching kids about their boundaries, uh, establishing healthy boundaries for them, uh, you know, while respecting other people's boundaries, obviously, that's what we all need to be doing, but also understanding that, you know, this is my space, uh, learning about consent. Uh, you know, this is stuff we don't really talk about with children in general anyway, but I think particularly with autistic kids because they're often not allowed that freedom, really, to um, be in charge of their own little lives, Um and, you know, so I, it's very much about teaching them about, yeah. you know, advocating for themselves. And Evelyn, I mean, do you imagine that through your work and the work of so many others in this area, that by the time a nine-year-old today is 37, let's say, to use yeah. that age in your own case, um, that uh, we will have taken on board much more of what you are talking about this morning and it will yeah. be a much easier uh, path through life than maybe it was for you and for others? Absolutely, absolutely. I've seen big changes in my in the past seven years. Um, and like I'm training professionals now who are diagnosing children. You know, so like everything's everything's changing. Um, it, it's obviously been a slow process, but I mean, this is happening since the 90s for the autistic community. I compare it to the LGBTQ plus community. You know, in the 1970s, it was. Um, you know, a medical diagnosis to, to be gay, basically. And then there was like decades of campaigning from people going, there actually, there's nothing wrong with us, <laughs> you know? And the autistic community is basically doing the same thing, saying there's nothing wrong with us. We're just more sensitive than the general population and we communicate a little bit differently and, you know, let's meet each other halfway, really. And um, yeah, I think there's probably massive change for, 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 for kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. Kids are kids now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, that is that's fantastic um, um, news. And um, just one question is coming from a listener. Um, but is the lack of empathy a sign for one but not another? Every single person with autism is is different. It seems no two are the same. Similar things in common, but not the same. Says a mum uh, who wants to remain anonymous. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, you know that that whole. This idea that, oh, no two people are, no two autistic people are the same was kind of said like a big revelation there uh, <laughs> a while back. And everyone's like using that phrase. And it's like, well, that's also dehumanizing us because, well, we are the same as every other human being. Do you know two human beings who are the same, Joe? No. Right. Okay. So why would, 
<laughs> any difference. You know, it's kind of like saying, pick a minority and say, oh, no, two of them are the same. Well, yeah, like that's because they're human. So, you know, these kind of ideas people have, we need to throw out the window anyway because they're just harmful. So we need to stop talking about autistic in that way. And like, no, why, why would, I mean, okay, take any population. Some of us are going to be more empathetic than others. Mm. But the idea that it's part that that uh, autistic people lack empathy is, is, is completely right. n- nonsense and it's been debunked like yeah and another question from a listener on 0861239595 says um my dad doesn't want our child to be referred to as having autism as is barely obvious to the average person and he's afraid our baby won't get a job when he's older how do i convince him otherwise mom of a baby boy um, who's now age five and in a mainstream school what would you say to them Okay, um, first of all, congratulations on having a wonderfully autistic child because people don't say that to you, I'm pretty sure. There's this very negative response when someone mentions the word autism. Secondly, the autistic community actually prefer to be say we are autistic because we don't see ourselves as having a condition like called autism, which was basically invented 100 years ago, you know, on very faulty foundations if you actually look at the history of autism and very faulty research. I think if people need to understand that, that a lot of the research that's out there that's been done over the past century did not include autistic people. Like it was basically professionals ticking boxes and asking other professionals, what do you think, you know, how, what was your experience of this? They didn't ask autistic children who went through therapies what it was like for them. There's no long-term studies. Like, so it's really important people understand this. Um, in terms of the question I was actually asked, see, this is me going off on a tangent, um, I would say um, have a look at our website, have a look at Awesome Training. I think we've loads of articles. I've written about 80 articles there now in the past year. You know, there's loads of information there. I think your dad just needs a bit of education um, because unfortunately, you know, there's a generation thing there as well where autism was always seen as this awful thing, um, like a child's lock you know, behind a pane of glass. That was kind of the image that was used back in the, you know, mm. 70s and 80s. Um, you know, that's, I think, my mom would have described autism to me. as a, I remember meeting a kid and she was like, oh, he has autism, whatever, he's locked in his own world. That was kind of my introduction yes. to it yes. as a child. You know, which is, again, not true at all. You know, no one is locked in their own world. We're all sharing this one world. We just experience it a little bit differently. And it's about, um, I suppose, meeting each other Okay. and learning about each other. Well, listen, thank you very much for certainly helping me this morning understand it better. I hope the listeners as well, as we can see from the questions that we are getting in, and a pleasure to chat to you. That's Eveline Welton, speech and drama teacher. Uh, she's written a book about her experience, as I say, standing up for myself and also is the founder of Awesome Training and Confident Kids. That's uh, two Ks and a Z on the kids. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.